Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by the Adventure Challenge. The Adventure Challenge makes family activities easy. It's a book full of mystery adventures. You scratch off an activity that's suitable for everyone to do together. When you've completed it, there is space to write about it and space for a photo, so the whole thing turns into a family adventure scrapbook when you're done. Visit theadventurechallenge.com, and use promo code KIDSTORIES for a great discount. And now for some shout-outs. Hello to Penny from Melbourne, Australia. I think if Penny were a wizard, her favorite potion would be a kitty cat unicorn potion. And she would sprinkle the powder onto a kitty cat, and it would turn it into a unicorn. Like a little cat-sized unicorn with a magical horn and everything. Thanks for listening, Penny, and thanks for your drawing and your ideas. Hello to Isla and Jack from Northern Virginia. I think if they were wizards, Isla's favorite spell would be one where she can change soup into ice cream. And Jack's favorite spell would be one where he can make it snow so he can go sledding whenever he wants. Thanks for listening, you two. Paige and Lewis in Seattle enjoy all the stories. I think Paige's favorite spell would be one that makes her toys come to life so they can clean her room for her. And Lewis's favorite spell would be one where he can shrink animals so he can sneak tiny little cats and dogs into school. Thanks for listening, Paige and Lewis. Harry and Benji are enjoying all the extra episodes on the Patreon. I think if they were wizards, Harry's favorite spell would be one that turns rocks into gummy snacks. And Benji's favorite spell would be one that allows him to stay up as late as he wants. And hello to Ella and Nora, who enjoy the stories. I think Ella's favorite spell would be one that allows her to freeze bad guys in place so they become statues. And Nora's favorite spell would be one that turns her into a super powerful werewolf. Thanks for listening, Ella and Nora. Now on to today's episode. Today's episode is titled The Purple Potion Part 5. Last time on Part 4, Arlo and Goose were just returning to Dragon Wizard Island, and they had the wood sprite tears they needed, for the dragon wizard to make the potion that would change them back into their human forms. Hamish saw them coming and began preparing the necessary materials and ingredients in his small outdoor laboratory. He lit flames beneath beakers and mixed powders together and stoked the fire beneath the large cauldron. 
Arlo and Goose landed behind him, and as he worked, he pointed to a spot on a table and said, Put the tears right here, please. Goose placed the small vial of tears on the table and stood back. He and Arlo just watched Hamish as he worked there in his lab. As wizards themselves, they were impressed with Hamish's work. He moved seamlessly from place to place, using his claws to stir and tip and shake, and even his tail would wind around jars and vials and shake and swirl. It was clear to Goose and Arlo that Hamish was a true master of potions and wizardry. Hamish spent hours crafting at his tables until finally he slumped in a heap on a nearby stone, clearly very tired. Well, okay then, he said. They're all done. And Hamish stood aside so Goose and Arlo could see two glass vials filled with bright purple liquid. Are you sure you're done being dragons, boys? asked Hamish. Drink this down and you're back to your old selves. No breathing fire, no flying around, no incredible strength. Arlo and Goose thought for a moment about the rest of their lives as dragons. They wondered about what they really did want. And even though the ability to fly and breathe fire and all that was fun, it just wasn't who they were. We're sure, Hamish, said Goose. The two huge dragons reached forward and carefully held the glass vials in their claws and drank the potions right down. As with most potions, nothing happened instantly. It took a few seconds. And soon, a purple smoke rose up around them, and they felt their bodies changing once again. Wings shrunk down and disappeared, and fingers replaced claws. Giant dragon faces shrunk back into human heads. Arlo held his hands in front of him and looked at them. He looked down at the rest of his body and saw it was just as it was before. Arlo had returned to his original dragon-human form. He had the scales of a dragon, but the size and form of a human. Arlo turned to Goose, who was also looking himself over. They were both back to their human forms. They laughed and hugged, relieved at having finally accomplished their goal. This had been the longest most involved mission of their lives, and they did it. The boys turned to Hamish. Hamish, thank you so much. We, we couldn't have done this without you. You're the best, Hamish, they said. Hamish, who had been alone on this island for many, many years, welled up with pride. He had not heard kind words from another for so long. It was nice. Well, it was nothing, I guess, Hamish said. Teamwork makes the dream work, you know. Let's celebrate with some brownies, said Goose, pulling out the brownies he bought. They all shared in the brownie feast. Hamish especially enjoyed them, and the boys agreed these were the best brownies they ever had. Eventually, Goose and Arlo began gathering up their adventure bags for their long journey home. They had enough money to simply buy passage on a boat to take them back to the valley, but the trip would take months. What are your plans on getting back home, then? asked Hamish. Well, we figure we'll flag down a passing boat and, uh, and have it take us to the nearest port, where we'll buy passage all the way back home, or at least to the closest port to it, said Goose. I doubt there's a boat that'll take us directly there. We'll probably end up buying passage on a few different boats to finally get us home. Sounds like it'll take a while, said Hamish. You know, I'm not doing anything right now. I could, oh, I don't know. I could fly you two back home. Maybe save you some time. Arlo and Goose lit 
up at the prospect of avoiding days and weeks at sea. Really, Hamish? asked Arlo. You do that? Yes, yes, began Hamish. I think I've been alone on this island far too long. Perhaps a vacation is in order. And maybe you can stay at the valley for a while, said Goose. It's a great place. You'd love it. And everyone at the academy would love you. You have so much to teach us. Hmm, something to think about on the trip over, I guess, said Hamish. And he began packing a large bag. In short order, everyone was ready to go. Hamish had buried his treasure. Arlo and Goose climbed aboard Hamish, and they took off, riding the high winds back to the valley. The trip back to the valley took many days, and the three adventurers were happy when they sighted the valley far down below. Goose pointed to show Hamish where to land on the island, and Hamish circled above the large academy building. As he did, students and professors emptied out of the building and stood looking up at this new dragon. Hamish landed, and Goose and Arlo climbed off his back. Shouts of, It's Arlo and Goose! Arlo and Goose are back! rang out, and everyone rushed to hug and welcome the two boys back home. Professor Pilsen walked to Hamish, as Hamish was unstrapping his large travel pack and setting it on the ground next to him. Thank you for returning them safely to us, said Pilsen. We are in your debt. Don't mention it, said Hamish. I enjoyed the company. Goose called out, Hey, Professor, Hamish is going to stay with us for a while. He's an excellent wizard, uh, first rate. Maybe he could teach a class. That would be welcome, said Pilsen. Let us go discuss things. Hamish nodded and followed Pilsen up near the academy building. Goose and Arlo and all the kids began to file into the building for some food. Hamish turned around then, remembering his large adventure bag that he set on the ground a moment ago. Hamish noticed something and yelled, No! and ran back to his bag. Pilsen and some others spun around and followed him, not sure what the problem was. Before they reached the bag, they saw why Hamish was so concerned. Chewie the dog had gotten a bit too curious and had ripped open Hamish's bag. Many different things had spilled out onto the ground, like potion materials and powders and liquids. Chewie was frantically licking the ground, enjoying something that had spilled. Everyone rushed to the bag as Pilsen and Hamish began looking around, trying to figure out what Chewie had spilled and licked up. Hamish held up an empty glass vial. He turned it upside down, and a few last purple drops dripped out onto the ground. I'm sorry about that, said Professor Pilsen. Chewie is generally better behaved. What has he gotten into? Oh, the same thing those boys got into, said Hamish. Hope you like dragon dogs. Everyone turned to watch Chewie. A purple smoke began to engulf him, seeming to come from nowhere. His fur turned to scales, his tail grew spikes, and he grew to twice and then three times his normal size. Chewie had turned into a dragon dog. His giant dragon tail flopped from side to side. Oh no said Professor Pilsen. I hope you have an antidote. Nope, said Hamish. Oh, the last of the reverse spell I used on your boys here. The ingredients we need to make more are, are quite rare and thousands of miles away. Pilsen sighed heavily. <sighs> Let's all gather up at the academy. We'll figure something out. The kids all did their best to contain Chewy, but it wasn't easy. His wagging tail was now so big that it knocked over trees. 
Anything they tried to use to play fetch with, he, he just ate it right up. And cuddling was out of the question. Meanwhile, Professor Pilsen had called Old Witch Tubes and some other great minds to figure out how to make a potion that would turn Chewie back into a dog before he accidentally destroyed everything around him. Since Hamish wasn't able to fit inside the academy, they set up tables outside. The tables were filled with books and potions and spells and all kinds of wizardy things. Hamish explained to the others the ingredients he used to make the reverse potion. I've never used star root before, said Tubes, but we have something native to the valley that might be a good substitute. Mist fairy dust. I've never used it, said Hamish. I say it's worth a try. That dog will accidentally knock down this entire building at this rate. Tubes, Pilsen, Hamish, and some others worked together using some replacement ingredients and some ingredients that Hamish had brought with him. In a few hours, they had something they thought would work, and they went to find Chewie. The kids had covered Chewie's spiky dragon tail in pillows and wrapped it up in rope to keep the pillows in place. So Chewie was a dragon dog with a pillow tail. He looked quite odd. Even with his tail pillowed up, he still managed to knock over the archery targets and his own doghouse. On accident, of course. And now Chewie wanted to play fetch, but instead of a stick, he was holding an entire small tree in his mouth. Arlo, Goose, and the other Academy students were doing everything they could to keep Chewie from wrecking everything around him. Some kids even put saddles on him and rode him to try and steer him in the right directions. Thank goodness you guys are here, said Arlo as Hamish and the others approached. We ran out of dog treats. Try this one, said Hamish, handing a small treat to Goose. Hopefully it'll do the trick. Hamish tossed a small dog treat to Goose. The wizards had soaked this dog treat in the potion. Goose turned to Chewie. Hey boy, want a treat? Chewie barked loudly and his pillow-covered dragon tail wagged wildly. Sit commanded Goose, and Chewie flopped his huge dragon dog bottom on the ground. Goose then tossed the treat up into the air, and Chewie leaped out and chomped it down in one massive bite. Chewie sat, tail wagging, looking at Goose, hoping he had more treats to share. Everyone else just stood around, looking at Chewie, waiting, hoping the potion worked. Moments later, the purple smoke appeared from out of nowhere, and swirled around and around Chewie's huge dragon dog body. Everyone standing around, watching, backed away further, and within the purple smoke, Chewie's body transformed into the dog he was before. The pillows that were tied to his large dragon tail loosened and fell to the ground, as did the saddles that were on his back, and everyone rushed in to cuddle and pet their favorite dog, Chewie. Everyone was so happy that he was back to his old self. Good, 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 said Hamish. Glad that all worked out. Perhaps you can stay on here at the academy, Hamish, suggested Professor Pilsen. You could teach a course on reverse potions. Well, that sounds good, I guess, said Hamish. I think I'll need a bigger laboratory, though. The professors began to make plans for Hamish's outdoor potions class. The students played with Chewie and chatted with Goose and Arlo, and everyone was happy to be together. The end. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now on to some awesome shout-outs. Milo enjoys the stories and has sent in some great drawings. Thanks for that, Milo. You're awesome.
Oscar and Wendell are brothers who enjoy the show. Thanks for that drawing, Wendell. You two are awesome. Sammy and his little sister, Georgia, listen often. That's fantastic. I think you two are awesome. And Holden sent in an epic drawing of Kano erupting from a volcano from our Max in the Grey Dragon series. Thanks for that, Holden. You're awesome. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. There are tons more episodes at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast, and you can send all your drawings or ideas or whatever to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios!